You are now listening to Pure Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, presented by Delaware Self-Defense Academy. That's right, we're back with episode six of Pure Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. I'm here, as always, with Professor Ronnie Reist. I think we're on location. We are on location in Middletown. Yeah. Uh, Delaware Self-Defense Academy, the newest um, sort of uh, facility that we have here. It, we've had one in Middletown for a while, but this is the new Middletown facility. And if you hear some noise in the background, because people are actually back there training. We just finished class. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, they're uh, yeah, yeah, a couple guys are staying out. Throwing some punches and stuff. And uh, as always, uh, got to get the housekeeping out of the way. If, if you want to uh, contact Professor Weist or anybody here at Delaware Self-Defense Academy, please do so at 302-531-6147 or info at DelawareCombatSports.com. And as always, you can uh, access the website at DelawareSelfDefenseAcademy.com. Okay, that's out of the way. Professor Ronnie, what's going on in jiu-jitsu? Man, it's a fantastic thing. Um, every year... Every year you always have the uh, New Year's resolution folks, right? Sure. Um, and, you know, it's, it's good for the academies, but on the flip side, it's, it's, it could be kind of a, uh, not really a bad thing, but what will happen is you'll get, you'll get a lot of people interested in self-defense, right? Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, they chose that as a resolution. So, you know, they come in, they take the trial class, they, they, they fall head first into it, they really like it. And then for whatever reason, you know, they realize, oh, I, I have to pay for this? Right. Or they're like, oh, oh, man, there's a football game on tonight. Or, you know, something else comes up, and two or three weeks into it, two or three months into it, a lot of them tend to you know, fade off. away, yeah. And it's a sad thing because it's, you know, it's not like you're trying some ridiculous hobby. This is a life-saving lifestyle. Sure. So that's going on right now. We get a lot of, a lot of new interest in that. Um, something else that I, I've seen around, you know, you mentioned that we're here in our Middletown location, and anybody who knows Delaware knows that the – in Middletown's one of the probably one of the bigger up and coming cities. It is, I would think. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, Middletown had like a intersection, but now yes. there's like thirty thousand people. Here. Yeah. There was nothing. Yeah, yeah. We had a Tasty um, Freeze. That was awesome. Tasty Freeze. Yeah, I remember Tasty Freeze. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so I get you know I get phone calls frequently from either prospective students or um, uh, students that are actually at other locations. They, sh- they should be on camera. There, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep going. Um, so I've been getting... L- What's that? He's asking the same question I asked you. Okay, it? yeah, we'll, we'll what, what question one. is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we'll yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, who is it? Walt Oh, yeah, good buddy of mine. Um, so, yeah, this past week or two, I've gotten some really bizarre phone calls, right? So... I got, a, I got a phone call the other day from a guy here in Middletown, right? Mm-hmm. And he's the, the first part of the conversation is very, very normal. Very, he's just like, hey, just want to get some information. You know, very kind of common questions. Sure. And, and of course, I always ask, you know, questions back. I always want to qualify, right? And I always say, hey, you know, are you training now somewhere? And he's like, oh, well, you know, I've tried some places. And then I kind of, you know, I follow through the conversation. Then uh, come to find out, come to find out, he actually instructs at another karate school here in town uh, here we go yeah <laughs> and uh they were trying to find out what our schedule was what do we charge what do we teach what curriculum do we use and he asked if he can come in and watch our class and this is after i was able to figure out that mm-hmm. you know <laughs> and i said uh no yeah and it almost got kind of like not belligerent but he's like you know well jiu-jitsu is not secret 
I was like, well, no, it's not secret. No, you can buy the book. You can, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> I said, but, you know, you're not coming into my facility. Right. Simple as that. I said. And doing market research. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, we clearly, you know, and humbly speaking, I mean, we clearly have what I consider to be the most professional, you know, uh, credentialed academy in, in the state. There are a lot of other good ground jiu-jitsu guys, but as far as authentic great jiu-jitsu, I feel that we're, right. we're it. Yep. And, you know, a lot of these folks, they know that, yeah. you know, and I think it bothers them. But they want to come in and. They want to examine our business model. They want to examine our curriculum. You know, uh, there's a whole group of people. A whole group of people going outside, going by outside here. <laughs> but yeah, so he got really, really upset by that. Really bothered, and you know, he's like, and that's why you guys will never succeed. Um, and I said, I'm sorry. What was that? Yeah. And he goes, Yeah, that's why you guys will never succeed. Too late for that. Yeah. Well, it's you know, but I was like, Why? Because I'm not gonna let a karate guy come in here and watch how we teach jiu-jitsu so you can start teaching it so the you way you could try to copy it, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100% that's what they yeah, do. Yeah, that was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. Yeah. And I had, a, I had another guy ask me, two, actually two guys asked me if I would audition mm-hmm. for them. <laughs> wow. Yeah. For what? Like a movie? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. You I could, should do a movie. Yeah, I should do a movie. I'd be, okay. I'd be the, the Vin Diesel of jiu-jitsu. Yeah, I feel like you'd be no, the actually other Actually, I'm more actors. the... I don't know who it would be. Maybe George Clooney of jiu-jitsu. Yeah. That's what yeah, I'm thinking. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, I'll take Clooney. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, enough of, enough of that. But yeah, jiu-jitsu in Delaware, I think uh, it's still still pretty stagnant. You yeah. know, um, a lot of the jiu-jitsu up north is pretty pretty good as far as the ground skills. Mm-hmm. You know, ground fighting. Uh, a lot of good guys up there. Um, but but here in like Middletown and South, there's really there's there's really not much going on. Um, you know, we have our four locations. We're doing really well. But I'm really excited when new people want to. Absolutely, jiu-jitsu. I mean, this is the time of year to kind of reach out to yeah. them, and hopefully, it'll stick with. At least some of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, New Year's resolutions are like that. I mean, people yeah. sign up for the why, too, you know, and, yeah. and then stop yeah. going in two months. I mean, that's just the yeah. way it is. But I, I do have a – I'm a little bit curious about this. So, obviously, when you're doing jiu-jitsu, people come up to me all the time and they go, oh, you're in karate. You know? <laughs> I wonder how many of those karate places do people come in and go, hey, do you teach jiu-jitsu? Yeah, oh, yeah. And that's why – Yeah. Well, know? that's why they do that yeah. because and, – and I say this very nicely, but, but – well, there's really no other. I mean, I'm not trying to be rude to it, but quite frankly, I mean, karate is a thing of the past. It is. It was popular in the 80s, and yeah. it's just not the popular thing anymore. Well, I, I think karate is very cool. It, it was. It was popular because there wasn't anything else, right? You know, and Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. You know, the movies kid, and stuff. Yeah, all the ninja yeah. movies and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, now nowadays, I mean, people are smart enough to realize that you know they don't need to buy something that's just flashy. They buy something that's effective, right? And and you know, thanks to Hoist. Um, yep. That he has proven that is the most effective, you yep. know. And now that many, if not most of the, uh, I know Delaware is not, which is insane to me, but but a lot of the larger federal agencies, the state agencies across the country are using it in their, their mm-hmm. law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so you know what will happen is that people, you know, because I see a lot of karate places and taekwondo places actually are now putting uh, jiu-jitsu stickers on their window. Yeah, it's actually a, a big problem, too. It's a we, huge we've problem. Co- we've covered this before because... I don't have a problem if those places, if as long as they, you know, know something, teach some uh, jujitsu. The issue that I have, though, mainly is that a lot of those p- instructors, and I'm not pointing out anybody in particular, but I've seen this time and time again on the internet. Um, they'll teach their jujitsu class even though they're a blue belt mm-hmm. with their karate black belt on. Oh, in their man. jujitsu kimono. Dude, that happens all the time. Yeah. That happens here in Delaware all the time. Yeah. And what's funny is, you know, with the whole sports jujitsu thing, what they'll do is they'll go buy this really cool, flashy jujitsu right. gi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But then they'll put their karate belt on and teach a karate class like that. And I'm like, dude, you're not fooling anybody. You're a fraud. You're show your role. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I know a little bit about karate, and karate has never worn show your role geese or atomic geese or coral geese or or anything like that. But, yeah. 
And and you know what'll happen too is they'll get their blue belt online right. from the Grace University. They'll yeah. just go buy an online belt from yeah. Pedro Sauer or whoever's selling them nowadays. And yeah. you know uh, they're like not all somewhere you know credentialed. I think wasn't there a topic on the internet about that this week or something? There probably was. Yeah. 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 Yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, I mean, you know, I take issue with that, especially because, um, and, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I mean, Brian's here and Paul's here. Um, those guys went through the same thing I did. I recently got my blue belt, and it was not easy. No. Right? I mean, you know, I worked not just through the test, which was grueling and long, and mm-hmm. um, but all the months leading up to that. You know, you're mm-hmm. talking about 18 months of hard work. Oh, yeah. Of getting my butt kicked, and I came in, I was evaluated, and I was awarded a blue belt. That thing means something to me. It's mm-hmm. special. And for people to just go and basically buy one, mm-hmm. um, I think that's uh, – that I find that highly offensive. I mean – you know. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's even more than offensive. It's just fraudulent. I mean, it is fraudulent You're because right. yeah. the the problem with it with a belt color is there's really nothing that differentiates it between one lineage and another lineage. That's true. People hear blue belt, they think, well, they're all the same. Yeah. When in fact, that's that's the farthest from the truth. That is not true. You know, yeah. hoist Gracie blue belt, like a genuine hoist Gracie Jiu-Jitsu blue belt, is in my mind probably the equivalent of a solid brown belt and many other lineages. Yeah, I've heard that. I don't know if I, <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't feel like a brown belt. Brian's back there smirking. Well, I can tell you from a knowledge. I mean, no, no, seriously, seriously. My head got pretty big. If, <laughs> if you take a guy, okay, who joins a pseudo jujitsu school, mm-hmm. and what I mean by pseudo is all they're teaching is sport grappling. Right. Yeah. Like, like even just a nogi school or an MMA school that has like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of a lot of stuff like that. And you know, let's say you know six eight months a year into it, you know, with their grappling skills, they're doing great. I mean, they're killing it. Right. They're they're wrecking dudes on the mat. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you know they get awarded their their blue belt. Is the guy good at grappling? Probably. Right. Mm-hmm. But does he know Does he know any of the standing self defense curriculum? No. No. Does he know any of the history and philosophy? No. no. Does he know any of the striking or the takedowns in the judo? No. So, with that being said, if, you, if you're using his blue belt as the, the standards, our blue belts right. are four or five, you know, three or four belts ahead. Yeah. You follow me? Yep. So, our blue belts have a, what, what I consider, you know, a high purple, maybe a brown belt knowledge skill set because they know they're more well-rounded. They know everything. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what I mean by that. So, you know, if, if you ask a guy just teach grappling, I'm sure he'll do fine at it. But if you said teach jiu-jitsu... Right. He won't know it. And the, what the really sad thing is, though, he wouldn't even know that he doesn't know it. Right. Because he would think that... No, what what's even it. more sad as that is he was probably told that he did. Right. <laughs> you know? His instructor said, yeah, you're awesome at this. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's yeah. that's probably true. Yeah. Um, so along those lines, in, in instruction and stuff like that, there has been some drama in the jiu-jitsu world. Uh, Not recently. drama in the jiu-jitsu world. Yeah. That can't happen. I know, right. Uh, apparently, so some things came out of uh, Brazil and Hobson saying something about uh, I don't really know the full story but uh, the purple belts and brown belts need to be taught by black belts only or something like that what was it I don't black know. belts can only teach black only black belts can teach at all at all only black belts can teach who yeah for those of you who don't know Brian Williams is in the background here he's doing our video today thank you very much Brian yeah. He is our young Jamie of this uh, podcast. Jamie? Who's Jamie? Yeah, it's a Joe Rogan thing. Rogan uh, does a podcast, uh, and he has a guy in the background all the time. Brian's our... I was thinking of Stuttering John. No. Well, that's true, too. That, but that's, you know, nobody knows. <laughs> is he who. still a thing? No. Uh, <laughs> Probably not. Artie Lang still a thing? No. Jackie Mason? Jackie Mason? I think he's alive. Uh, is he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Gary? Yeah. No, Gary's still around. <laughs> Gary's still out there. Or wait a minute. What was the uh, chick's uh, name? Uh, Robin. Robin. Yeah. We're Robin. talking about the Howard Stern That's show, right, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So, so, so Hobson was saying that only black belts can teach it all. This is something we touched on a little bit in the last podcast. Yeah. But, but it's something that's it's pretty deep. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I did read that. I did read it. I, um, I, I think the problem, well, I don't think the problem, I know the problem is, one, first and foremost, it's a perception issue. Two, it's a clarification issue. You know, just like I just got done saying five minutes ago, the term jujitsu is not a globally accepted standard. And what I mean by that is your jujitsu may be different than mine. Right. You know, uh, my academies will be different than your academies, and my lineage is different than your lineage. Sure. So there's so many variables. So for, for this particular guy to say that only black belts can instruct jujitsu, if if he is, which I don't know, but if he is the the chairman or the uh, the leader or whatever you know lineage or organization he's running, and it's a franchised type you know association, then he has all the right in the world to say that. You know that's no different than if you know if I was hiring for let's say facility managers, I right. had the right to say uh, only I'm only hiring people with a college education. Right, you know, follow me. Yep, and, and, you're right. Yeah, yep. and that's that. That makes perfect sense. Or a high school or a college can say all of our professors have to have X degree. Right, that's perfectly you know natural and logical. However, he cannot. He has no right, absolutely no right, regardless of his last name, regardless of his lineage, to to make a a, a sweeping global statement because right. it does not apply to my lineage. Right, you know. Right, I don't even recognize his. Sure. Yeah. And I'm not being disrespectful. What I'm saying is uh, his lineage means nothing to me. So the fact that he he makes a statement that says uh, only black belts can instruct jiu-jitsu, I don't value that statement at all. It means nothing to me. Um, I don't – no, really. I mean, it literally, it's like it's like if, if the University of Delaware were to say all college students have to wear navy blue shirts to school, well – Delaware State University is going to be like, who are, you, who are you talking to? Yeah, right. We wear what we want. We're a different college. Right. And that's sort of the same thing. So um, that that's first and foremost. You can't make a global sweeping statement that applies to everyone because it is not. Second of all, it's 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 a ridiculous statement. This is kind of what we were talking about yeah, last week. It's an absolutely ridiculous yeah. statement. But let's go into more detail. Okay. Um, just like I said earlier, their black belts may be like really super tough dudes, right? I mean, super tough dudes. Uh, who can handle anybody on the mat who could win whatever tournament they win, right? It does not mean they have the general knowledge, right? right? To right. teach self-defense, to teach the takedowns and throws, to teach the history and philosophy, to teach the striking, you know? They, they may not even have the knowledge. You know, they, they may be horrible instructors. Sure. I mean, I could tell you from personal experience, and I think anybody else in this planet who's played a sport can tell you, Many times, and, and unfortunately, I would say most of the times, some of the greatest athletes are horrible coaches. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then on the flip side, some of the greatest coaches of all times were mediocre at best athletes. Yeah, those who can't do teach, right? Right on, man. Yeah. So just because you 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 won, you know, worlds or pans or whatever tournament you won and you were promoted to black belt on the podium, that doesn't mean you had the capacity to right. teach. Right. Right? Yeah, and so I mean, and that's a great point. You can have, you can even have all the knowledge and all yeah. the skill. That doesn't mean you can articulate. Right on, man. Remember, teaching is not about so much knowledge. It's about the ability to effectively communicate. Right. You know. Right. Um, the other thing you have to understand is 
and we said this the, 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 our last conversation. In our lineage, in Hoist Gracie's Jiu-Jitsu lineage, which is what I consider to be the, the most purest, the most in-depth knowledge requirement lineage, our purple belts, that's that's pretty close to the peak of knowledge, you know? Yeah. You know, brown belts and black belts have just put in a lot more time. Right. You know, the 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 curve from from purple belt up sort of starts to flatten out a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? The knowledge you're going to gain are the, in my opinion, from purple to black belt, are just the minute details mm-hmm. of what you already know. It's perfection of what you already know. Sure. Um, again, you can equate it to a, to a high school or college degree. I mean, in high school, you learn basic math, basic reading, basic science, so on and so on. When you get, to, let's say, a four-year college degree, now you have a, uh, a much more expanded knowledge base, right? Sure. But if you want to pursue a master's degree or a PhD, you're still learning the same math, just at a greater detail, right? right? Maybe at a greater speed and a greater depth. But So for this guy... To say that purple belts and brown belts are not allowed to teach, I believe that there's more to it than that. He's saying it for a bigger reason. I think he's trying to say it to eliminate his competition. Yeah. Um, I've attended many, many classes where brown belts and even purple belts have taught. They were great. Man, I tell you what. They were great. Yeah, I mean, let's let's, we can talk about this academy right here. Yeah. I mean, our brown belts, I would consider to be... Excellent. No, way more than that. Way, way, How way higher. get more than, than excellent? No, what I'm saying is, I mean, they're they're excellent, but I, I, I'd i say from a communication standpoint, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm getting at. It's like, yeah. excellent, yes, they know their jiu-jitsu very well. They, they, they have trained for many, many, many years. They're very well-rounded. But their ability to relate to the students, whether yep. it be a five-year-old or a 50-year-old, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and matter of fact, I said this the other time we talked. I, I don't personally think I'm a... I think I'm a decent instructor. I don't think I'm the best instructor. I don't think I'm a very good instructor. But, you know, who do you want teaching a five-year-old? Right. You know, a, a high-level black belt or or someone who has recently gotten their blue belt, has a very good basic knowledge of jiu-jitsu, who's fun, friendly to be around, mm-hmm. who likes being around kids, who can relate to kids, kids like him. Kids have fun. They want to come back to class. Yeah. Whereas the old, you know, contrary black belt, it's like, ah, kids, line up. Jeez, what are these kids? Oh, you know? So <laughs> it has nothing to do with it. Matter of fact, if my kids were young again, I, I would, you know, quite frankly, I would prefer a blue belt or maybe a purple belt to teach my kids. Yeah. You know, definitely not a black we, belt. There are a lot of blue belts and, and purple belts teach our kids' classes, and they're fantastic. Absolutely. They're man. fantastic. Yep. And and you nobody can come in here and watch those kids and tell me that they're not learning jujitsu. Right. They are amazing. They surprise me every single class. In in all the years we've had the academy, I've only had one complaint of of credentials, and it was recent, and it was ridiculous. Okay, so we have a uh, we had an instructor, phenomenal guy, loved the guy to death. I think he's just an amazing guy. Um, he was a four stripe white belt, right? I mean, very good, very good at jiu-jitsu. The only reason he was still a four stripe white belt is is he had trained before, but when he came to our academy, we agreed just to kind of start from scratch as far as the ranking system goes. He agreed to teach our three- and four-year-old class, right? right? The kinder grapplers. Yes. Yeah. Three, well, three, four, and five, all right? And he's also a parent, and he has a child in that particular class. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> I had this parent call me, and, and this, this person says, uh, you know, hey, my, uh, I, I don't think the instructor is qualified to teach that class. And how old was their child? Three. Three years old. Three. Okay. Um, 
And I, and I said, well, why is that? Well, he's not a black belt. <laughs> I said, no, you're, you're absolutely right. He's definitely not a black belt. Why isn't he qualified to teach to three and four and five-year-olds? Well, because he doesn't have the knowledge, doesn't have the skills that, uh, that, uh, that black belts have. And I said, let me make sure I understand this. <laughs> Your son's three. <laughs> right. Cannot even go to the bathroom by himself yet. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. And, and you're worried about black belt level jujitsu knowledge? I said, that's, that's, that's insane. I said, first of all, this guy is very good at, at jujitsu. I said, second of all, the curriculum for that particular class is literally like a step over babysitting. Right. Right. You're trying to get him to focus. Right. No, I'm trying to get him to stand still for right. two yeah. seconds. Right. Right. You know, I'm not, I'm, we're right. not, we're not teaching Americanas and Kimuras, right? Right. And I said, third of all, I said, he's a very successful parent because his kids are still alive. Right. Right. <laughs> right. You know, he hasn't so let them so he's you know, walk in traffic yet. He's good you at know? that part too. Right. Yeah. And, and that sort of goes along, as silly as that story sounds, it sort of goes along the same thing is for someone to say a purple belt or brown belt is not qualified to teach a class is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Because why, you know, a purple belt in jiu-jitsu, that's, that's a prestigious rank. Sure. It is absolutely a prestigious rank. You know, brown belt's even more prestigious than that. If you don't think that that person is qualified to teach a class, why would you promote them to pro belt in the first place? Right. So it's 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 very kind of counterintuitive for him to even say that. Huh. So I think there's more going on to it than just what he said. I think I think it's probably a competition issue. It's some ulterior motive. Some ulterior motive, yeah. yeah. But but it's just it doesn't make any sense to me. And quite frankly, it, it doesn't it has zero impact on my life whatsoever. All right. Well, yeah. f- fair enough. Yeah. It's but like you it's asked gonna, the question. It's not going to affect us at all. No. Right? no yeah. No, we're no, still going to do no, things no. the way that yeah. we do. Uh, very, very cool. Uh, are there any questions from the web yet, Brian? There's a uh, question way in the back. Okay. Yeah, take your time. We're not like on the air or anything. Eric who? Eric Mancini. Eric Do we know Mancini? him? I don't think I know him. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Is he the guy that walks around barefoot in the parking lot in his gi pants? <laughs> yes, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's a question from Eric. How do you get better at more fully committing to throws and techniques? Ah. A lot of times... So let me repeat this yeah. just for the audience here. So, so the question is, how do you get better at fully committing to throws and takedowns and, and techniques? Uh, he, this person thinks that uh, a lot of times the move fails because they're not fully committing to it. And this goes along with something that we were actually talking about in our class today a mm-hmm. little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, being afraid to fully commit to a throw and actually throwing your partner. Right. Yeah, well, all right. So if I, as long as I understand the question correctly, I think the first thing is when you're working on takedowns and throws, first thing you have to do is have a good partner. All right. You have to have a knowledgeable partner. All right. Mm-hmm. You have to have someone who knows how to fall. Right. Who understands what being thrown is about and who understands that you're, you're throwing them in practice, not to hurt them. Right. Right. They, they react the proper way, meaning they're not just like, um, you know, like a you know, bag of potatoes. Like right. they're they're actually reactive, and they're giving you the the proper resistance. You know, so if if you said, hey, let's let's work through a couple of these throws, we'll start off lightly and we'll gradually you know work way up. They know how to do that. Hmm. So first and foremost, you have to have a a, a skilled partner. Because remember, when when you're training takedowns and throws, your partner is not just your partner. Your partner is charged with being your trainer. Right. Right. 
they're charged to tell you, hey, you know, fix your grip, change your grip, change your stance, change your width, change your base, you know, higher throw, turn your head, whatever. If, if they're just going to stand there and not say anything and not react and just be, you know, like a dead fish, it's a worthless partner. And that, that then, and then, in course, that case, you're not going to learn anything. And if what you do learn is going to be wrong. So you have to have a very knowledgeable, interactive partner who's there to train you, to teach you how to do the throws. All right. Like our judo instructor, uh, Dan, Coach Dan, he's an, an amazing, amazing guy. Uh, Brock and Blaine and those guys that helped teach George, that helped teach the judo program, mm-hmm. phenomenal instructors. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why our judo program has absolutely taken off, become, I think, the most premier judo program in the state. But yeah, first and foremost, a partner, a good trainer, partner. Um, second of all, uh, from my experience, go with the takedown. Just, just throw them. Yeah. Um, whether it be a wrestling style takedown or a judo style takedown, if you try to do it gently, and this is it's sort of like a catch twenty two, if you're trying to do it gently because you think you're being like respectful to your partner, that's the best way to hurt them. Yeah, it's very counterintuitive. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, yeah, and like I say, if you have a partner who's a good qualified partner, they know that when you throw them hard, it's not because you're being mean or trying to hurt them; it's because you're trying to do it safely and properly. Yeah. You know, so if you have a partner who's like, oh man, you threw me too hard, that's a bad partner because that's how they're going to get hurt as well. So I, I think the two major points are find a good qualified partner who's willing to be thrown and knows how to help you throw, and two, 100% go through the throw. It, it, you know, of course, it helps if you have crash pads where there's a little bit of fear, not not fear removed, but, you know, you know quite frankly, you know, at my age, I can only take a couple couple uh right, goshis to the back and i'm out, out of commission for a couple of days but yeah and you have have crash pads have safety equipment but execute the throw as properly and as as sternly as you, as you would do it in real life all right yeah cool good cool. stuff yeah man what else you got john hegan asks who john hegan john hegan Who is the best crazy jujitsu yeah. instructor in the UK? I'm guessing well, it rhymes with Sman Smeegan. No. No? No. <laughs> um, that's a deep question. Um, so I've been to the UK, right? Matter of fact, I'm a property owner in the UK. Are you really? I am. Uh, so from here going forward, you need to refer to me as Lord. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I am Lord. I Lord actually, Professor or Professor Lord? Well, actually, it's 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 uh, I'm a reverend as well. Are you? I am. So I, am ordain, I am an ordained minister. Um, so I, I think technically it'd be Professor Lord Reverend Weist. All right, All Professor right. Lord Reverend. Are we, are we clear? Can I just call you Ronnie? No, <laughs> I have earned those designations, and I'm gonna. I am gonna it's a lot to remember, it. though. I mean, yeah. put a lot of pressure on. Uh, the best, the best. Uh, what do you say, jujitsu instructor? Yeah, in the UK. I don't know any jujitsu instructors in the UK. Ooh. Um. That's not true. I know. I know a handful of them. Um, I tell you what we should do to answer that question. Um, we should have the Ultimate Fighting Championship oh. UK edition. But you just said that skill doesn't necessarily mean a good instructor. You just want to watch people fight. Yeah, yeah. Not do with their skills. Instructor. Um, no, you know, John. John's a good friend of mine. John's. He's. He's. He's teasing me right now. Um, he's. Uh, John has a phenomenal school in, in uh, just outside of well, it's, I think it's well, it's just outside of London. But um, you know his his classes are just amazing, yeah, absolutely amazing. And, and the reason why is he teaches Gracie Jiu Jitsu. He teaches Hoist Gracie Jiu Jitsu. He he doesn't change it. Um, it's very very professionally run program, um, very safe. I think and I don't know the exact number, but I do know that his average classes, right 
runs 60, 70 people. Wow, that's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, you know, maybe 30, 40, something like that. Mm-hmm. But his classes are huge. And that's because, you know, safety is his first concern. Education is right there. Uh, and uh, John's a great instructor. He, he knows I'm goofing, but uh, he's, he's a good guy. Um, if I were to happen to move to Brentwood, Essex, I think that's how they call it, or Essex, yeah. Brentwood. Um, I think it's Brentwood, Essex, London. Okay. Somewhere. That's probably, yeah. I've been there. I have no idea. Uh, if I move there, I would definitely treat this place. But no, John's a great guy. He's, he's, he's being silly. Awesome. But there's a lot of other guys over there in the UK that, that, that do very, very well. Um, and have great programs. I, I learn a lot from those guys. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't so long ago that, uh, maybe, maybe 10 years ago or so that it was pretty rare. Oh, the UK? Yeah. The UK was, was pretty barren. I remember reading all these articles about how people, you know, had difficulty finding places to train in, well, in Europe. You're absolutely right. And, you know, if John were on the phone, he could answer this question much better than I can. But um, I think from my experience, I've been over there, I think, f- three or four times. Um, you know, they they have a lot of, you know, the Eastern Europeans, a lot of, right. the, you know, of course, the English and the, and the Irish and everything over there. And they, they, they have a lot of Krav Maga. Yeah. They have a lot of... Uh, you know the the Israeli arts, a lot of the the French arts. Um, so you know, jiu-jitsu is very popular here in the U.S. and, and of course in other countries. But 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 that area of the world, they still have a lot of very popular martial arts from other parts of the planet mm-hmm. that that are equally as pop, pop, uh, you know popular as jiu-jitsu. Right. Yeah. So yeah, they you know they have a lot more to choose from. Uh, yeah, makes sense. Uh, yeah, we we pretty much just have karate. <laughs> I think there's, you have Taekwondo a, too, Taekwondo right? Is really big. Taekwondo, yeah. Yeah, kick Taekwondo. you in the head. What else you got, Brian? Nothing. I do have one question. Oh, for all right, you. one other one. Yeah, uh, I know you're you're limited on time, so uh, it's it's five after twelve. By yeah, the way. we had to teach a, a law enforcement class today. That's that's really exciting. Yeah, no um, no live ammo this time. <laughs> I do have one question though. I, I was actually thinking about this um, all week because uh, I saw some people um, bickering just at a at a store, and you know, the guy was all tough and you know yelling at another guy bickering but, yeah they were, they were arguing with each other you know <laughs> um and I, i'm 41 years old so I, i'm not a young pup I, i've seen a, a lot of stuff Been brian around. can you zoom in on what 41 looks like yeah it's rough bro yeah it's rough zoom in on 41 uh, <laughs> 41 he, he yeah yeah it's terrible i'm uh, I, you know i know a lady who sells mary Kay. that may help with the wrinkles <laughs> is a that what bit. i should do yeah <laughs> the, the sad part is i can't even do anything to him because he beat me up uh <laughs> No, but I was curious because I've seen this throughout my life as a child all the way up till till now, right? Um, people in general, I mean, in particular men, right, and boys, but but this, it's not gender specific. Um, they just, without any prior experience or knowledge or education, think they can fight. Mm-hmm. They just immediately, they'll get into people's faces, they'll scream at them, they'll shove people. They'll physically attack people without knowing how to fight. Mm-hmm. Why do people have this sense of, I don't know, if it's bravado or just like, an, I don't even know what it is, but, you know, so many times I've seen somebody pick a bar, pick a start a bar fight mm-hmm. and then get their butt kicked because mm-hmm. they had no idea how to fight. Mm-hmm. You know, why do, why do people assume <laughs> that this is easy? <laughs> well, you know, I, I could say some kind of smart comment or sarcastic response but there, there's actually a, a reason why the reason why is they, the reason why is they've never get they've never been beaten up ah. um, when i used to fight uh mma um when i was amateur and professional mma uh you know i would be somewhere and someone would find out or they would know and they're like oh man that's awesome you know what I, I, i'm gonna do that man i could do that i could definitely oh man when you fought so and so you should have done this this and this and this and 
And the reason is is because they've never been beaten up. They've right. they've never they've never lost a fight badly to where they're like, you know what? I just took a butt beating. I'm not doing this again. Right. They've never been humbled. Right. They've never been put in check. Um, and and that's why you know a lot of them will tell them, all right, I'll tell you what, come on and sign a waiver. Mm-hmm. Let, let's do this. <laughs> and it won't take long before they're like, oh man, about that. Yeah, they're like, and and then all of a sudden after that, the majority of them kind of respect it. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't mean they won't remain cocky or or have too much to drink or whatever and still run their mouths. But mm-hmm. you know, they they take a beating one good solid time. They're not going to do that as much anymore. Yeah. You know, the other thing is, especially if they take a beating from a smaller guy. Yeah. You know, you you know, a six foot five guy runs his mouth all the time because he's never been beaten up. I mean, who who's going to talk back to that guy? Right. Right. You know, why do you think bouncers at at sports bars or clubs or football games, or whatever, are all big giant dudes? They're all huge. Right. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you. I don't know the statistics exactly. I'm just making this up. But I would guarantee, I would venture to say 75% or more of bouncers of, and I mean like, I'm talking rental bouncers, like, right. you know, at the local football game or at the bar or whatever, have never, ever been in a fight. Right. Right? Or at least never been pushed. Meaning like, to, to the brink of being beaten up. Right. Right? They're hired because they're giant. They're not hired because they're qualified fighters. Um, you know, and I've, I've had experiences with those guys. And I've had experiences with bouncers where, you know, they play all tough guy, then all of a sudden you stand back to him, you play tough guy back, they back right now. Yeah. Because like, wait a minute, are you serious? You're not scared of me because I'm 6'5"? No, I'm not scared of you because you're 6'5". <laughs> right? But that's why. Yeah. That's why, because they just haven't they just haven't had a beat down. Interesting. Yeah. Well, so I guess some valuable life lessons can come from a beat down then. I mean, well, I think at my age, uh, thanks to my mother, I've had many beat downs and I've, I've been humbled by a wooden spoon for years. And I know not to not to run your mouth to a mother, right. <laughs> especially an Italian one. Right. Um, but yeah, that that's why they talk trash because they you know they think they're tough guys and, and no one's ever you know, yeah. no, no one's ever punched them in the nose. Right. You know, I mean, what uh, that, that phrase, you know, uh, black belt becomes a white belt very quickly. You get punched in the nose. Yeah. Well, tough guy becomes a little girl as soon as he gets punched in the nose. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Okay, sir. I know you got to get out of here. That'll do it for episode six of Pure Gracie Jiu Jitsu. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you to Brian for running the camera. And uh, thanks I think for we Paul should give Brian a raise. Being the he should get a raise. You know what? We'll double your salary. Matter of fact, triple it. From Yeah, from nothing to triple nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, take care. All right, guys, see you.